that donation. We want to thank a few folks from Swan Lake today. Two anonymous calls from Swan Lake and Aaron in Swan Lake. Thank you, Swan Lake. Maureen from Phillipsport. We also heard from Chris in New York. And we heard from Hortonville, Sullivan Mercantile, helping us out. 845-482-4141 or wjffradio.org. Your donation is crucial to bringing you news, information, entertainment, and everything you rely on for Radio Catskill 24 hours a day. And you keep it alive for everyone else. Become a sound supporter for as little as $10 a month. Monthly sustaining membership contributions out of your credit card debit card or checking account and that helps us with our planning we know it's coming in consistently and you know that you do something every month to help radio catskill stay on the air 845-482-4141 or wjffradio.org catskill character is next but first the news from npr live from npr news in washington i'm nora rom President Biden is making a last-ditch effort this weekend to energize voters ahead of the midterm elections on Tuesday. NPR's Windsor Johnston reports Biden will be joined by former President Barack Obama at a rally today in the key swing state of Pennsylvania. President Biden and former President Barack Obama are returning to the state to make a last-minute push to voters and to lend their support to Democratic candidates. They'll host a rally in Philadelphia for Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, who's locked in a tight race with Republican Mehmet Oz to fill the state's open Senate seat. They'll also stump for Democratic gubernatorial candidate Josh Shapiro. On the other side of the state, former President Donald Trump will campaign on behalf of their Republican challengers. Pennsylvania is seen as crucial in the upcoming midterms. Biden famously won the 2020 election by securing the state's 20 electoral votes, which Trump had taken in 2016. Windsor Johnston, NPR News, Philadelphia. NPR's Ron Elving has been following the election. He reports the results from Arizona may have national implications. Election deniers, supported by the former president, uh, were nominated for governor and senator, secretary of state. Uh, If the regular Republicans turn out for those nominees in their usual numbers, uh, the Trump Republicans may well win. That would cost the Democrats one of their seats in the Senate. Also out west in Nevada, another Democratic Senate seat is very much at risk. And back east, there has been particular interest nationwide in the Georgia Senate race. And unless the Democrats hold on to all three of those, Arizona, Nevada, and Georgia, they're going to have a very hard time remaining the majority in the Senate. NPR's Ron Elving reporting. Iran claims it sent drones to Russia a few months before Moscow launches invasion of Ukraine in February. NPR's Peter Kenyon reports it was Tehran's first acknowledgement of supplying the drones to the Russian military. Iran's state news agency quoted Foreign Minister Hussein Amir Abdullahian as saying Tehran had supplied a limited number of drones to Russia. He rejected claims about other weapons, however, saying, quote, this fuss made by some Western countries that Iran has provided missiles and drones to Russia to help the war in Ukraine, the missile part is completely wrong. Previously, Iran had also denied sending drones to Russia for use in Ukraine. The drones have been used to attack Ukrainian civilian infrastructure and power stations. Kiev says the drone attacks have increased in recent weeks. Peter Kenyon, NPR News, Istanbul. Iran state television reported today. The country's Revolutionary Guard successfully launched a rocket today, 
one capable of carrying a satellite into orbit. It did not provide any video of the launch. You're listening to NPR News from Washington. At least one person was killed last night when tornadoes ripped through parts of Texas and Oklahoma. Dozens of homes and other buildings have been destroyed. McCurtain County in southeastern Oklahoma was especially hard hit. That's where the death was reported. Search and rescue operations were ordered for people who may still be trapped in rubble. The World Series is back in Houston for Game Six tonight. The hometown Astros lead the Philadelphia Phillies three games to two, and with one more win, Houston will clinch its second title since 2017. NPR's Tom Goldman reports. With apologies to those who prefer the minutia of baseball, Philadelphia's task at hand is pretty basic: hit the ball, score runs. The Phillies' vaunted offense has cooled since the fifth inning of Game Three. They've scored only two runs on seven hits. Of course, Houston's pitching has had something to do with that, including the memorable collective no-hitter by Astros pitchers in Game Four. Houston hopes to ride momentum and home field advantage to the championship. The Phillies could use the Washington Nationals as inspiration. In 2019, the Nats, like the Phillies now, trailed the Astros three games to two in the World Series, but Washington won two straight in Houston to take the title. Tom Goldman, NPR News. A drawing will be held tonight for the Powerball jackpot, which hasn't been won in more than three months. It's up to 1.6 billion dollars, the largest lottery prize in history. The odds of winning are one in 292.2 million. I'm Nora Rahm, NPR News in Washington. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Yarl and Pamela Moan, focusing on civil liberties, foster youth, public radio, and the arts, and the Public Welfare Foundation, committed to advancing transformative youth and criminal justice reforms. Good morning. This is Radio Catskill. I'm Tim Bruno. It's 11.06, Saturday, November 5th, and that's the familiar sounds of Catskill character. Oh. You, that's okay. And that, that, that voice you hear in the back, that's the familiar voice of Donna Fellenberg. It's so into sexy, the, isn't we're it? We're getting into the mood. <laughs> Catskill character mood. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Woo! Donna Fellenberg, hello. You're, hello. You're here for a special hour version. Yeah, we got to kick out the jams this hour. <laughs> we have to get a lot of moolah. We do. We have a $1,500 challenge, and we're mm-hmm. trying to meet that. Uh, thanks to Eric in New York, who donated. And, oh, thank um, you, Eric. We now have like $1,195 or so to go. So we can do that before noon. We can get that done and move yeah. on. Yeah. Let's do it, people. You know, if you're sitting there and you've been thinking this whole time, yeah, I'm going to call or I'm going to go online and you find yourself having not done it, well, what can I say? This is your time. This is your moment. And be careful because I'll break out into song. (laughs) That song, this is your moment. (laughs) Your destiny calls you. You must. We need you. Please. Thanks to Rostislaw in South Orange, New Jersey, donating online. Joining Eric from New York. Rostislaw? If I'm saying that correctly, hopefully I'm not doing Rostislaw. it. Rostislaw. Rostislaw. There you go. It sounds like a version of coleslaw. <laughs> I don't know about that. 845-482-4141 or wjffradio.org. Oh. 
donate online and join the many listeners who have donated so far. We still need to hear from folks who haven't. If you again, as 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 Donna was saying, if you've been waiting, this is it. This is the time. Isn't it amazing when we get people? First of all, from here, it's wonderful. But then you get people from New Jersey, from Colorado, from Vermont, from, you know, it just blows my mind when I hear that. My brother was listening in Arkansas. I heard that. Thank you, brother. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, no, it's uh, because you can hear us on air, online, on smartphone, smart speaker. Uh, And it's great to know that people connect with community radio no matter where you are, and especially this radio station in the special place where we live. So call 845-482-4141 or uh, WJFFradio.org. Let us know where you're listening and how you're listening. Right. Or if you happen to be walking down Route 52, going for a nice stroll, and you see the big sign outside, WJFF Radio Catskill, come on in. Bring your checkbook. Bring your wallet. You know, last time when I was here, Mike Ousterhut Happened to be yes. driving by one of my wonderful Catskill characters, Church of the Little Green Man. Yes. And he came in and he gave us some money. Yeah. We had somebody that was driving by the other day, yesterday I think it was, who um, um, said, I'm already a sound supporter, but I wanted to give you some more and dropped off a check. And I said, thank you so much. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> and people do that all the time. It's so nice. And if you, want it, if you haven't been here, it's not a traditional open house today, but we'd be happy to show you around. And, Absolutely. You know, if you haven't seen it yet. But yeah, drop on by and we'd be happy to see you and... See, see you in person. You don't get to see the faces behind the voices sometimes. Right. And I haven't been here for, I haven't been here since the last, I think, fun really? drive. Has it been that long? Yeah, because, um, oh, when was that? Yeah. Sometime this summer. I don't remember. Yeah, so I, I had a big summer. You did have a big summer. One might you say. You moved and I moved lots of life events. Life events. And then here's the kicker. What's that? I was playing pickleball up at the lake. Uh huh. And I fell on my back. Oh. And then I was in bed for like three and a half weeks. I mean, you know, slowly getting better. They always tell you when you play pickleball, do not go backwards. But you know what? If you're competitive like I am and you see that ball coming and you know you got to get reach back, you are going to go backwards no matter what your mind tells you, especially if you're a beginner. You're like the Chrissy Everett of pickleball. <laughs> well, no more. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about the fun of pickleball, but they don't talk it about is. the dangers of pickleball. Sounds you dangerous. See, that's so, you know, one of my friends sent me a, um, a text, which I haven't been able to look at, but it is so much fun. Okay, America has made a monster out of pickleball in the Atlantic this <laughs> month. <laughs> my friend James sent me that from Narrowsburg. Um it is so much fun. I, and you know who you know who hit that ball to me? Take one guess. Your husband. Mr. Fellenberg. <laughs> and he was jumping around in you know, gleefully and his partner said, Bill, uh, your wife is down. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even notice. But because it, it's so much fun. The Njokovic of, of pickleball. Mm-hmm. Um what, I, I don't know that I understand completely the pickleball because I played tennis growing up. So it's a, to me, it's like bastardization well, of tennis. Oh, yeah. What is it? <laughs> okay. Well, I am probably the worst person to ask because I was such a novice and then I haven't <laughs> been doing fell. it and then I fell. I could tell you how to do that. But the pickleball court, if you think of the tennis court, it's just the f- pickleball court is in, we, we ha- up at Tanglewood Lakes, we have it inside the, um, 
tennis court. So it's much smaller. It's just like the service boxes of the tennis court, basically, is the whole court. Mm, I, um, kind of. Maybe, maybe a little maybe smaller. Maybe a little. Oh, wow. And in the front, I mean, there's so many damn rules to this thing. There's the kitchen, and you mustn't step in the kitchen unless X, Y, and Z occurs. You you have to drop the ball to serve it. You can't... Toss it. Yeah, you, you could toss it, but you can, I don't know. Tim, like I said, I... I was. This was my second lesson when I went down, <laughs> but there's a lot to know because this apparently was invented by a family that was on vacation. And you know how, when you were a kid and you you, you made up games. Oh, okay. You'd make up rules as you went. <laughs> so that's kind of what this is like. There's a million and one rules to remember, and but it is fun. And you know, my back keeps saying Donna. Don't be stupid. Don't don't go back to pickleball. Don't go back. Don't go back. <laughs> but I want to because it really was fun. First played in 1965 on Bainbridge Island in Washington. There you go. Yeah. So it combines elements of tennis, badminton, and ping pong. Yes. And I was thinking, you know what? We should get a ping pong table. That's much safer. It could be. I think that's what I'm going to do. I feel like Bill might still be aggressive. Bill is so competitive. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's another. That's, a, that's the topic for another show. Another. Yes. <laughs> thanks, well, thanks to Brett, who's donated online from Calicoon. Brett, thank you so much. Thank you, Brett. <laughs> you know, staying sort of with the pickleball theme, one of the reasons we're here at this fantastic station is because we wanted to be and to remain relevant and it was very hard to do in a building that was kind of falling down around us. I mean, it was a wonderful place. It served its purpose. but the years. And it was great, but it was no longer viable. The equipment was, I mean, it was literally held together by spit and glue. <laughs> so we wanted to remain relevant. Yeah. And that's part of, I liken that to growing old, you know, we're, if you're lucky, you're going to grow old. Mm -hmm. And how do you remain relevant? How do you stay in the mix? And one of the ways you do is to volunteer. Mm -hmm. And this is, whoops. Is someone calling to oh, volunteer it's right now? Greg Triggs calling in. <laughs> he's, he's saying he'll donate two books to the top two donors. Okay. This hour in honor of pickleball. <laughs> Greg Triggs, who is here uh, once a month in this time slot uh, for uh, uh, Catskill Character or the last Saturday of every month. Travels uh, with uh, Travels Triggs. with Triggs. He is a, a, a recognized author um, mm. and has been nominated for a Penn Faulkner Award. Yes. A National Book Award. National Book Award. And his book, whose title I'm going to get. because I, I know it, but I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you work for it. <laughs> I just want to make sure I say that which makes, that which, which makes, makes us, stronger. us stronger. I was going to say it incorrectly. Uh, that which makes us stronger uh, is his book. It's a very delightful uh, book. He read portions of it mm -hmm. last week, and some folks took advantage of that donation offer. So the next two donors uh, who will donate will get a copy of the book from Mr. Triggs. Eight four five. Talk about uh, being uh, relevant. Yes. I mean, he definitely um, is on top of everything, you know, and he travel the whole the whole idea about him doing travels with Triggs is because he travels for work. 
so mm-hmm. much. And he talks to different people. It keeps him sharp. It keeps him on top of things. And, uh, of course, then he had to stop doing that during the pandemic. And as he explained, then he just he interviewed a lot of his friends. Mm-hmm. He has about, I think he has about 6,215 friends. So... <laughs> Very, very precise number. Yeah, well, I just pulled that out of the air, but you know. And he, I mean, he's so interesting, and his friends are so interesting, and a lot of them are, you know, they're showbiz people. The biz. Because he is. Yeah. Was he one of your Catskill characters early on? Yes. Yes. Yes, this is how we do. You launched, you launched the, the character. Yeah, and he, I met him at a party. Where I, I've met lots of my characters at parties and out and about, and and then my characters will introduce me to other people. But I met him at a party. And I was like, my God, this guy's really got it all going on. He came up to the farm. I interviewed him about his first book. Now, okay, Greg, I know you're listening, so don't kill me. I'm forgetting <laughs> the name of your first book. I could tell you all about it, but. I can't remember the name. Anyway, he the came next, up. The next, next happiest, happiest place, place on, on Earth. Earth. Thank you. Um, and he came up to the farm, and I interviewed him up there. And then I interviewed his husband, Matt, who's another, he's a fabulous ceramist. And it just kind of snowballed. And, and now we're very, very dear friends. He's like, a, he got a spinoff. He's like the, the mod to your, yes. all in the family. Um, That's mine. There. <laughs> You're doing oh, we are, we're playing with the mics here. We've got Val Manzi coming in with breaking news. Uh, we have a, a donation. Uh, well, we just had a um, uh, a correction on the name. Oh, good. It's, uh, it's Rostislav. Thank you. I'm sorry, Rostislav. And he simplified it for us. And it's Ross from Glen Spey. Okay, oh, cool. it's showing up differently on the on the uh, transaction, but thank you so yes. much. Sorry. Thank you, Ross, for correcting us, thank number you. one, yes. and most of all, for your donation. For your donation. We really, really appreciate it, especially yeah. we should send him as the book. we're... Yes, definitely. We'll send hey, you the book, Let's Ross. send Ross... Um, the book, the Greg, Greg Triggs, Triggs "That Which Makes Us Stronger." We'll okay. send you that book. We have your um, we have your information, uh, and we'll make sure that we get that to you. Um, and thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. Thanks, Val. Thank you. <laughs> and so, yeah, you guys uh, have been fast friends for a while, and he has his own show now. What are some of the other characters that are memorable for you, Donna? Like that you oh. come up with? There's a lot. You have a a, a lot back oh in that God. catalog of yours. Well, uh, there's the Adams family uh-huh. that make those fabulous horror films. Are they um, still doing that? They're still working oh, on yeah. those. Oh, I think awesome. they. You know, we went to see. Their last one, Hellbender, at uh, what's the name of that place? That's a shell. It's on Route the, 97. It's fantastic. The you this mean the the, the, uh, the, pump, the house. pump house? The yeah. pump house. I would say a shell. <laughs> it's a shell of its former self. <laughs> I was thinking of the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, and uh, we went to see that film there, and it was very scary. You know, these are uh, friends of mine. I love them. And I've never told them, and if they're listening, I have to confess, I am terrified of horror films. Really? I, don't, I, I usually run screaming out of the room because Bill loves them. Mm-hmm. The only reason I see these films is because I love these people, and I know that in this genre, they're really, really good at what they do, and they do it all 
up here, although they did do a lot of hellbender going across the country during um, COVID. Mm-hmm. They got into a little, they had a little camper and they took Zelda and they just drove across country. She did her schoolwork in the camper. <laughs> They're an incredible Great. bunch of people. So I interviewed Zelda, I interviewed Toby, and I interviewed John. They, they were all very memorable. John's interview was very poignant. He talked about, um, he was a model. Now Zelda's a model also. He talked about having cancer and how his mother literally brought him back to health. In the middle of the, the interview, I think we were both crying. It was just so moving. So that comes to mind. Yeah. You're, just for the listeners who are joining us right now, you're listening to a special edition of Catskill Character. It's a, f- a full hour of Catskill Character with Donna Fellenberg live in studio at Liberty. And uh, we're looking for your support during our Fall Favorites Fun Drive. It's ending uh, at noon, so we need to hear from you soon. Call 845-482-4141 or WJFFradio.org. We have a challenge. We're trying to meet in the next 40 minutes or so. Uh, it's a $1,500 challenge. Last one, and we have $1,145 to go. Oh, okay. Well, $1,145. Yeah, what part of that can you do? $4,545, $1,145. Call 845-482-4141 or wjffradio.org and uh, make your donation now. Mm-hmm. Oh, another uh, Catskill character that comes to mind is Chief Joe. Who's Chief Joe? Uh, he's a, a, a man I interviewed. He's a, a Native American, didn't speak English because he lived out on the res, I think it was in Oklahoma, um, for most of his childhood, definitely. And uh, he came out to Passaic, New Jersey, because his father had come out for work. They were carpenters. He came out to Passaic, New Jersey, and long story short, he became very, very wealthy owned a lot of land. And as the story goes with a lot of Native Americans, he was cheated a lot out of things that were his. That's the negative side of the story. But the funny thing was, I'm listening to this man. He's, I'm looking at him. He's got feathers on. I mean, he's, you know, he's the real deal. I was in his house. He has an Italian accent. (laughs) (laughs) Not what you expect. I finally said, Chief... I don't understand. And I did it like this because, you know, I'm Italian too and I was using, using my hands. hands. I don't understand. How come you speak English with an Italian accent? And he started laughing and he said, well, remember I told you I went to Passaic? Well, everybody there was Italian. And they all, were like a lot of them were from the other side, as we Italians will say, and you know. <laughs> um, they spoke with an accent. So he learned English from these Italians who spoke with an accent. And you can't make this stuff up. I know. <laughs> do you have a character that we're going to talk to today that we want to? Yes. Yes. I do. I have a, um, a dear friend who is a Catskill character. And, you know, she came in when I was, um, when I started to think about kindness. Uh, it was during the pandemic. And I, and if, any of my listeners, if I have any listeners out there, I don't know. You do. Um, if, they're, if they are familiar with the show, they know of late that I've been talking a lot about kindness. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've all been through so much. And I think it's affected us in ways that we're not even aware of. You know, I, I feel like for me, it's like put like a crusty hard edge around me. And um, <clears throat> I want to break through that. 
and I want to practice kindness more. And I think that if we all do that, you know, mm-hmm. things will, will get better. Yeah. And so Melanie, um, who we are going to call in a few minutes, had a great story about just a simple act of kindness that she performed for um, one of her coworkers who had retired. He was an old kind of curmudgeon old guy. Nobody really liked him that much, but she said to him, you know, why don't we meet for dinner once a month and we can chat and you can tell me what you're doing. You know, she did it out of the goodness of her heart and she felt for him. Mm -hmm. And uh, they did that for a year and a half after he retired and then he died. Mm -hmm. And his lawyer called her and said, you know, you're in his will. And she said, oh, isn't that the sweetest thing? You know, he knew how much she liked to travel. And she thought he left her a couple of thousand dollars. And it was so sweet. Long story short, he left her. When she opened the first check, there were so many zeros. She couldn't count them. Oh, my goodness. And that was the shock of her life. And, you know, I think that came because he didn't have family. And he wanted to express to her how much her kindness meant to him. And that doesn't mean, people, that you should go out there looking for somebody <laughs> to... That's okay. not the lesson of our how, story. How much money do you have? Well, be kind to you. Let's go to dinner. No, 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 no. But um, I was so blown away by that. And uh, ever since then, I've been talking to people when it, when it seems appropriate from what they're telling me about kindness. And uh, sometimes I'll even say at the end of the show, be kind. And I'm talking to myself mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm Italian. I got a little bit of a temper. <laughs> and um, I've, I've decided that, you know, you're never too old to grow. True. You're never too old to change the things about yourself that you don't like or that you think that could be better. So, um, Yeah. That's what I'm doing. I just interviewed um, someone who is very kind, Jim Johnston. He was on a a couple of weeks ago. And um, he befriended this woman because she was an old woman carrying groceries, and he helped her. And then they developed a wonderful friendship. And out of that act of kindness, he he got this wonderful friend, Mm -hmm. and she remained so for the rest of her life. And he was very important to her. So, you know... Kindness is a good thing. Kindness is a very good thing. Well, let's let's take a break, and uh, we'll get Melanie on the phone. Okay, and well, what time is it? It's let's about 10.30, 11.30. Okay. Um, so let's take a break um, and remind folks again, we're wrapping up our fun drive. Uh, it ends at noon. We have a challenge. We're trying to meet $1,145 left on that challenge of $1,500. Call us at 845-482-4141 or go to wjffradio.org. Make a donation of any amount in support of Catskill Character and Kindness. Kindness. Be kind. <laughs> we'll be right back with a live Catskill Character with Donna Fellenberg on Radio Catskill. It's Aisha Roscoe, host of NPR's Weekend Edition Sunday. One of my favorite parts of the job is the puzzle. 
Each week, Puzzle Master Will Shorts and I present an on-air wordplay quiz to one contestant and issue a challenge to all you listeners at home. Every answer today is the name of a classic horror film or thriller. You know, I don't watch horror films. I have no idea what any of them are. I love the puzzle because it's a chance for a little dose of joy every Sunday. And a reminder that play isn't just for kids. It's a way to stay sharp and to connect with each other. And Lord knows we need to do more of that. Public radio keeps you informed, but it's also a place for good, plain fun. That's my view. Help us keep public radio a joyful space by donating to the station now. Make a donation of any amount at wjffradio.org. Music for Humanity is a nonprofit whose mission is offering music education scholarships to young aspiring musicians. On Saturday, November 5th at 3 p.m., Jimmy Stir and his orchestra will perform a concert supporting Music for Humanity at the Sugarloaf Performing Arts Center in Sugarloaf, New York. Ticket information at musicforhumanity.org. Jimmy Stir, November 5th at Sugarloaf Performing Arts Center. Paid for by listener support. Good morning. This is Radio Catskill, a special edition of Catskill Character with Donna Fellenberg live in studio. Hi. Hey, Tim. How are you? I'm excited because we're going to have one of my Catskill characters on. You we are. It's a special fall fun drive edition of Catskill Character. Call us at 845-482-4141 as we wrap up the fun drive in just about a half an hour. We have a $1,500 challenge. We have just $1,145 of that to go. So call us now. Show your support. 845-482-4141 or wjffradio.org. And do you want to take over with your friend? Yes, I do. We are going to be talking this very minute to Melanie Erdang. Hey, Mel. Hey, Donna. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm good. How's your fun drive going? Well, it's going really well. We we need to raise... How much is it, Tim? Well, we have thirteen hundred dollars more on this. We have eleven hundred forty-five dollars to go on this fifteen hundred dollars challenge, yeah. which is part of the overall thing. But we're trying to get that by noon. So call us at eight four five four eight two four one four one or wjffradio.org. So Melanie, well, why don't 